Welcome back in. Welcome back in. So today we're going to be discussing our week one waiver ads before the season starts. Next week, season kicks off. And so, you know, we kind of were rummaging through the waiver ads for Yahoo and ESPN. And we noticed there's some players that should not be available that are sitting out there. So we decided, hey, let's help the people. And uh, maybe add some players that for week one and beyond that can help you. And so you don't have to be the guy that's waiting for week one to come. And then all of a sudden now you have to put in your waivers for week two and you could have already had these guys on your roster. So that being said, let's go ahead and get right into it. We're going to start the quarterback position. And mainly these are guys that's going to be looking to stream. So first off, we have Jared Goff. Now, I was kind of surprised in ESPN leagues. He's only rostered in 46% in Yahoo. He is rostered in 70% of leagues. But uh, that's still a pretty decent gap for a player that shouldn't be sitting out there. It has a fantastic matchup for week one. Uh, obviously, they get the Chiefs on Thursday night. The Chiefs last season allowed the third most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Now, this team is not going to have Chris Jones. They placed him on the did not report list today. Uh, they, you know, He could report at any time. But or as of right now, with no Chris Jones, that is going to be a big hole for this team. They're also missing Charles Aminahu, who is uh, serving a six-game suspension. So they're really going to be lacking in terms of their pass rush, which is going to be a problem. And also, Legereus Sneed's status for week one, which is their top corner, is also up in the air as well. So uh, there's a lot of question marks with this defense. This is the highest total on uh, of the week, 53 points here for this game. So if Jared Goff is sitting out there, obviously for a lot of people, you've already drafted your quarterback, stuff like that. But if you have a quarterback that doesn't have a great matchups that's not like Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or some of these top names that you know if you waited and you drafted a quarterback later like say you drafted Anthony Richardson and Jared, Jared Goff is sitting out there I am starting in week one this is a dream matchup for Jared Goff and the Lions offense and next up we have Russell Wilson 69% for ESPN 58% for Yahoo the Raiders allowed the fourth highest fantasy points to quarterbacks last year Broncos have our top 10 in terms of applied point totals for, uh, for next week. And, you know, I think this Raiders defense is going to be even worse than it was last year. I, I don't really have a high hopes for this Raiders team at all. I think maybe four or five wins for them this year. But this is a great matchup for uh, the Denver Broncos to kick off the season. And then if you're really kind of desperate, now I, I assume nobody's going to need these guys. But maybe you're in a two-quarterback league or something like that. But Sam Howell versus the Arizona Cardinals. Look, it is going to be a mantra all year. We are targeting the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to be a dumpster fire this year. They're actively tanking, and their secondary is uh, is by far the worst in the league. Them and the Rams are punching it out to have the worst secondary in the league. And this is and they are already allowed the tenth most fantasy points to quarterbacks last season. And so uh, Sam Howell, who also has some rushing upside, I think he had thirty five yards and a touchdown. You know, last season as, as a start he got at the very end of the year last year. So I do like Sam Howell. I think he's kind of a sneaky start, but it's week one, so most people probably aren't going to need it. But I did want to mention him. And the other guy would be probably Jordan Love. He's rostered uh, in 7% of leagues. Uh, they do get the Chicago Bears. And he also offers some rushing upside as well. And I just think, you know, the Bears defense is still not very good. They don't really have much of a pass rush. Their secondary is okay. But I just think Jordan Love would be the other guy. But again, most people aren't really going to be looking at Sam Howell and Jordan Love for week one. If, if you did, your draft probably didn't go very well. Yeah, absolutely. I have uh, running backs up next. I kind of broke these guys up into four categories. Uh, the first one, just guys you should be adding. And for me, that's Kenny Gainwell. Surprised to see that he was only rostered in 22% of ESPN leagues. So for people who are in you know, 12, 14 team leagues, he could still be sitting out there for you. So he's definitely someone I would, I'd want to add. Talked about him uh, a little bit earlier this week. Just some of the concerns I have with DeAndre Swift. Rashad Penny obviously has a lengthy uh, injury history as well. So Gainwell seems like he could be the guy and, you know, shouldn't surprise anyone if he has like a Miles Sanders-esque type season. So he's someone that I want to add. 
The other one is just the indie running back, whoever that ends up being. If I were to pick someone up today, it would actually be Zach Moss. I know a lot of people right now are talking about Deion Jackson and Evan Hall, the rookie. But I think once Zach Moss is healthy, I think he's going to get the first crack at actually being the lead back. Not sexy, but if he's going to be getting the volume, he's the one you want. Obviously, we had the news coming with Jonathan Taylor. Did not get traded, did not get activated off the pup list either. So he's going to be out for the first four games. So like I said, Zach Moss would be my first choice. Let everyone else fight over Hall and Jackson. The next category here is going to be like the handcuff plus. Guys who, if you're in a deeper league, could have some standalone value. And if anything happens to the running back ahead of them, could see a huge, huge increase in their fantasy production. And that's going to be Tyler Algier, Jalen Warren, Tank Bigsby, and Tajay Spears. Not a lot to talk about that with these guys. Tyler Algier, we saw him have a solid year last year. Obviously, they spent high capital on Bijan. He's going to be the guy. But if this team goes as run-heavy as we're expecting them, Tyler Algier could have some standalone value on a week-to-week -week basis as a, as a flex in deeper leagues. You're not going to be starting him probably in like 12-team leagues, but 14 teams and higher. He could have some standalone value. Jalen Warren, I think, is going to get mixed into the Steelers' backfield more than what some people are anticipating. So I think he is a really solid ad. If anything happens to Najee, it's going to be the Jalen Warren show. Kind of the same thing with Tank Bigsby. And then Ty J Spears, the rookie for the Titans, has settled into that change of pace, pass catching role. He's looked really good in the preseason, so I like him a lot. And then just straight up handcuffs, Jerome Ford for the Browns, Ty Chandler for the Vikings, and then Keontae Ingram for the Cardinals. Kev, like you said, the, the Cardinals are in straight-up tank mode. It shouldn't surprise anyone if, if we see James Conner potentially moved, you know, especially if there's an injury, if there's a contending team that wants to go out and add, you know, add some veteran depth. Keontae Ingram could become the RB1 in a hurry for the Cardinals. And then just some guys I have on a watch list. I don't think you need to add right now, but I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on Kyron Williams for the Rams. He's been getting good reports this offseason. He was a rookie last year, but he was banged up for a bunch of it. Has been getting a lot of praise for his pass-catching ability and as a runner. So I think he's worth watching. You know, Cam Makers has been just an absolute roller coaster with his time in the league thus far. So if Kyron Williams gets a gets a crack at this job, he could end up eating into Cam Makers, especially that pass-catching role. Roshan Johnson. I still think that this Bears uh, backfield is unsettled. You know, we had the reports coming out that it was looking like Khalil Herbert was going to be the RB1 for the team. Who knows what that really means? So I think it's going to be worth keeping an eye on. And then A-Chain from Miami. If you took a stab on Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert, you know, a couple weeks ago, that has paid off in spades. Obviously, like we were talking about, Jonathan Taylor did not get traded. He was the one who was being tied to the, uh, to the Dolphins the most. They were also tied to some other veteran running backs. Obviously, that did not happen. I think it's going to be Wilson and Mostert to start the year, but it wouldn't surprise me. You know, we're talking about two older running backs both those guys seem to get banged up every single year. Keep an eye on A-Chain. He's really explosive running back, and I think he could end up having a bigger role toward the end of the season. Uh, but right now, those are the running backs I'm looking at on waivers. And again, these are guys that are going to be available in 50% or more of leagues. That's kind of where we draw the line for who we put on these lists. So Ty Chandler, I think, could actually have some standalone value because they cut Dwayne McBride today. And so it's yep. really, I mean, it's kind of a thin room. And I don't think Alexander Madison is going to get like 80% of the opportunities. So like if it's like 65, 70, I can see Ty Chandler mixing in on third downs. And I also feel the same way with Kyron Williams. Like I think there's a real shot. Kyron Williams has a legitimate role on this offense this year. 
uh, as, as the pass catching back because they've never really trusted Cam Akers to do that either. And this is a team that's going to have such a bad defense, which is looking like what it's going to have. They're going to be playing behind. They're going to be playing in some, a lot of negative game scripts. And so I think Kyron Williams is also a super interesting name. And then Roshan Johnson is my guy. I, I, I'm drafting him everywhere I possibly can. And it wouldn't surprise me if Khalil Herbert, after four or five weeks, ends up getting usurped by Roshan Johnson. So there is a lot of names that are on that list that I really like. So as for the wide receivers, Marvin Mims is the, my top guy. Like I like I am shocked that he was only rostered in 27% of leagues. Like that number should not be the case. We have Jerry Judy who is dealing with injuries. We don't even know if he's going to be ready week one. Even if he is, he's still going to be locked in as the number three wide receiver. And so Marvin Mims could have a, an immediate impact on this team. Sean Payton absolutely loves this guy. He fits really well with uh, Russell Wilson, what they want to do here. So I'm, I love Marvin Mims. Like, I think that he has a legitimate ceiling where he could finish as like a top 36 wide receiver this year if things break white, depending on injuries and stuff like that. Like, if this is going to be a continuing thing with Jerry Judy where he's really slowed down, like, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Marvin Mims, it really has a real big impact on this team. So, Jaden Reed is the other guy that I've talked a ton about. Uh, he's another player that I think we could be a little bit more surprised about what his role is in this offense. I think he's going to be the starting slot wide receiver for the Packers. So, I like him. And then Darnell Moody, you know, some speculation that he could get traded that didn't happen. I think that was, I thought that was stupid. Why would you do that for, uh, you know, a team you're trying to add weapons to a team instead of getting rid of them? They don't really have anybody behind them. And then other guys like Jonathan Mingo, I think that's more of a, you know, more of a prayer. You know, it's Adam Thielen and then a bunch of dudes there in that offense. But, you know, he was their second round pick and super, uh, super raw talent, basically, because he didn't really get a ton of action you know, in college, but uh, he has all the physical traits you're absolutely looking for. So I think he's kind of an interesting name. And you got a guy like Michael Gallup, Curtis Samuel, that you can definitely take a look at, especially if, uh, you know, depending on what's going to happen with Terry McLaurin, if he possibly misses any time, then, uh, you know, Curtis Samuel does make a lot of sense. Justin Ross, I probably could have put him at 14 teams or more because I think it's going to be a slow burn for him. Like, I don't think he's somebody that's going to have an immediate impact week one. But with Kadarius Tony's status up in the air for week one, they are saying that he could possibly start to practice and stuff like that. But I think they're going to take it ultra conservative with him. I don't think he's going to play a lot down the stretch. So I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Ross does have an immediate role because he provides something different than what all the other wide receivers they have. They have a ton of slot wide receivers where Justin Ross, six foot four, you know, 210 pounds, he provides something different than all these other guys do. So I, I really like, you know, just kind of stashing Justin Ross if you can, if you have the bench spots. Then other guys like Tank Dell, Puka Nakao are both guys that, are, you know, kind of intriguing prospects who are on offenses that don't have uh, a lot of players behind them that can easily uh, find a path to targets very quickly. And then 14 teams or more, pretty much more deep targets. Jalen Hyatt, you know, I think there could be some intrigue with him, but, uh, you know, there's a ton of wide receivers in this offense for the Giants this year. And so I think it's going to be hard for him to have a significant role. Obviously, they spent, you know, a decent draft capital on him this year. He profiles much more as a kind of a deep threat in terms of his speed. You know, that's really, really what he brings to the table. And then Michael Wilson for the Cardinals. Don't love targeting anybody for the Cardinals, but uh, he could end up having a big role in this offense because they don't really have much else there. But then again, they don't have a fucking quarterback either because Joshua Dobbs and Clayton Toon there because they surprised everybody and released Colt McCoy. I mean, the tank is on in Arizona. Wow. And then Josh Downs, I think, is another name we should be looking at here for this Colts offense. You have Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman. But I think Josh Downs is going to be the starting slot wide receiver here for this offense. And then Trey Palmer, it uh, looks like he's going to be the number three wide receiver for the Bucks, But don't really love that either. If I don't like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, I'm not going to be all that excited about Trey Palmer. But he is looking like he is going to be the number three wide receiver in this offense. Let's go ahead and wrap it up with the tight ends. Instead of taking the, the, the streaming angle you took with the quarterbacks, I kind of just looked at – guys that I would be adding right now, especially for two particular 
tight ends. Uh, the tight ends that I want to get rid of that I can't believe have 80% rostership on ESPN are Cole Komet and Dalton Schultz. Really like Dalton Schultz with the Cowboys. Not so much in a situation right now with the Texans. You were talking about some of the receivers they have. I'd rather have them. I think they're going to lean heavily on that run game as well. And the guys that I want over them, no surprise to anyone who's been paying attention to the show the, the past week or who's in the in the Discord, Sam Laporta, Jawan Johnson. Both of those guys, I think, have much higher upside than Komet or Schultz. With Laporta, he's going to be second in line on a team that's going to have a, you know more play volume, more passing volume. It's one of the better offenses in the league. And then Jawan Johnson was quietly the tight end nine last year in PPR scoring. If Michael Thomas were to go down, which wouldn't you know, be a surprise to anybody, he could easily be the, the second target in this offense. It is a very, very thin depth chart for the pass catchers in that offense. I mean, after, you know, after Olave, Michael Thomas, we're looking at Keith Kirkwood, who's still somehow hanging around, A.T. Perry, Rashid Shaheed. So it shouldn't come as a surprise if Jawan Johnson ends up being the, the number two there. We've heard good things about him and Carr and their rapport and how he's being featured in the offense during the offseason as well. So those are the two guys that I would be adding right now. Two other guys you can just keep an eye on. Uh, Irv Smith, obviously now with the Bengals, one of the best offenses in the league. So we should be targeting that. We'll, we'll see what kind of role he can carve out for himself. And then Luke Musgrave for the Packers. I didn't throw him up here in the ads just because I think, you know, we haven't really gotten a, a great sense of if there's someone that Jordan Love is locking in on. I feel like everyone in that offense has gotten hype at some point during this offseason. But Luke Musgrave is looking like the clear tight end one. He's been running a ton of routes with Jordan Love. He's been getting a solid target share. But I just don't know how viable he's going to be on a week-to-week -week basis because I think this ball is going to be spread around. But Sam Laporta, Jawan Johnson are the two tight ends that I would be adding, especially over guys like Cole Komet and Dalton Schultz. So you know you've uh, you've convinced me. Uh, I have moved Sam Laporta in my top twelve tight ends for uh, you know draft Let's rankings. Go. So uh, he's up there, and I think there's a lot to like. I totally agree with that. And then Juwan Johnson's a player that I've liked all offseason. I've talked a lot about. That being said, you know, let us know in the comments section below. I mean, uh, if you have some questions about some players you may want to be looking to drop and stuff like that. I mean, that's what we're here for. We'll pretty much answer any questions that you put in the, uh, into the chat. Keep it locked in here. We got our week one rankings going to be dropping here soon as well. So football is back, boys and girls. Let's get it. Let's win some championships this year. Be sure to, like I said, drop a comment in the comment section below. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.